0: Praise the Lord, church. Isn't it great to be here on this Sunday morning? To give glory and praise and honor to the only wise and saving God, Jesus Christ. God bless you. You may be seated. Go let our classes make their way back. Appreciate our Sunday school and Sunday school department. All of our teachers. Amen. Let me say welcome to all of our guests. God bless you for coming. Man, let's give them a good hand this morning. We want them welcomed, amen, to come worship the Lord with us and thank God for each one of you to take out time and to visit with us to give glory and praise and honor unto none other but Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Amen. I'm glad to be a part of that number this morning. How about you? Man, filled with the beautiful power of the Holy Ghost. And amen. To experience what it can do for us as it works through us. Amen. We got earthen vessels, but thank God for that heavenly treasure, a man that takes up abode in us to guide us, to lead us, to comfort us, amen. There's not a greater one, amen. There's a song said it so well this morning. There's not a greater one, amen, man, amen. And God promised to be a present help in the time of trouble. And boy, we're living in a troubled time, a troubled world. Amen. A broken world. Amen. But you know what? He came to be anointed. Amen. Jesus Christ himself. To be our mentor. To be the one that puts our lives back together. That bonds us together. That unites us together. Thank God for you and I that chose this morning. We've come to worship none other. We've come to call on no other name but his name. I believe that. I believe when you call on his name, this God shows up. I believe when you step up and you, you request of the Lord, you need to come with an expectation. You need to come, amen, expecting something to change. Amen. And it shouldn't take long for that to begin to happen either. Amen. I'm going to do a little study out, study that out a little bit. Amen. I know there's times that we, we're taught in the Word of God to tarry. Amen. to Pursue and be consistent. But I also believe that Jesus Christ and Touched many, amen, in his ministry and others. And it didn't take long for the results to show up. It didn't take long, amen, for them to know that they had been touched. That their situation had been dealt with. Amen. That they was with great comfort and assurance. Even when at times he prayed for individuals. That, that the situation wasn't around them. But he gave them the word in just a few moments. And in that few moments they would make their way back home. And maybe would be a servant They would come and tell them. And when they would check the time. Amen. The time lined up. Amen. To the very moment. The time the prayer was made. And the cry was made unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm telling you today is a day of salvation. God's still working. Amen. Now faith. Praise God. You know, yesterday's faith won't get you through today. And tomorrow's faith won't get you through today. It's your now faith. Amen. It's going to get me through today. That's going to help me overcome. Amen. With assurance of his word. Regardless of what you and I are going to face in this world. We will promise one thing. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. And so with his presence in our lives. Regardless of how the outcome's going. Amen. He's going to be there to see us through it. He's there to hold our hand when nobody else can he's there to speak Amen. calm things into our minds and hearts and spirits to be a witness and a testimony that's the reason we don't run to this and run to all the other types of elements no we're just going to run to the house of god we're just going to run at the feet of jesus christ we're going to find a tower amen amen that we can climb up in that the righteous amen can find safety and security and the promises of his word so we don't you know you know there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry, and different things has brought that on. But praise God, it's not the will of God for us to be full of anxiety and full of nerve problems. You don't have to amen hey, me. It don't matter. Praise God, the Prince of Peace. He stepped into that room. Amen. Doors were closed, and the disciples were so so tormented and, and not sure, you know, they, who, who got the body? Everybody thought the body. Amen. Who stole the body? Who, who took the body? Amen. But then Jesus stepped in. The body stepped in. <laughs> Amen. The body stepped in. And even Thomas. Thomas, he wasn't there. But eight days later, he was there. And again, Jesus stepped into the room. Stepped into the situation. He's a God that can step out on the bow of the ship and say, let there be peace. He's a God that can step into any storm, any situation. Amen. And change that thing in just one moment of time. Amen. I will build my church. You're glad to be a part of the church today. Praise God. This is the greatest family that lives on the earth. This is the great, this most powerful family that lives on the earth. I know it's Sunday morning and you're a little hesitant with me, but it's still the truth. We got more power than the White House. We got more power, power amen, than our president. Amen, Mr. Biden. Amen. We can move mountains. We can stop kingdoms, shut the mouths of lions. Man, we're serving a God, amen. And we can be in the, the pit, amen, and in the fire. Which one which one, which one? did he do? Did he take the fire out of the fire or did he just protect the ones in the fire? He only allowed to be burnt up or bound them. But they came out with no, no, the smell of no smoke. And he come out with a bad attitude, a bad spirit. But you know how They went in. They went in, amen, plunged, just like the song, amen. We just sung, and I mentioned it Wednesday night, or Monday night now, amen, amen. We need a generation that's willing to plunge into this thing, that's willing to sell out, cut all ties, amen. If you do this, no, no, God, I'm on your side no matter what comes regardless of what kind of devils come my way, what kind of storms come my way, what kind of disappointments come, I'm in, amen. I'm in. Amen. amen. And no devil can run me out. No individual can run me out. No bad, amen, regardless of what somebody says, I'm in. Amen. amen. There's something about Pentecost. There's something about ex- experiencing it. Not just the terms Pentecost. Because even the term Pentecost now has got so broad. Amen. But I tell you there's still only one genuine Pentecost experience and baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's speaking in Language of the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God, not man, not something we memorize, not something put on it. And I'm telling you, we can tell the difference. We didn't have that Jerusalem ring with it. We didn't have that go with it. I'm telling you, from the counter to the top right to the soul of our feet changes. And the power of God moves upon us and helps us. But I will build my church. Amen. This is the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. And our focus verse is found this morning in Matthew 16 and 18. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And it's a revelation if you read your lesson. It's a revelation of knowing who he is. Man, understand that Jesus Christ was God manifested in the flesh. He was that Messiah. Amen. I will build my church And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We've heard a number of different uh, uh, ideals or whatever. Man, it will tell you something. Prevail to overcome, to defeat the gates. Uh, I believe you can look at that two ways. The things that try to come out of those gates. Or what tries to hold those gates and keeping us from pulling them out. But the gates of hell cannot. Cannot stop the church. From delivering or being victorious. From delivering or from being victorious. The gates of hell don't have anything that can trip us up. We'll just stay committed. We'll just stay dedicated. You're going to notice something in this lesson this morning. It's going to be a very important key of living for God and being a disciple of Jesus Christ. And you read it in Revelations also. And it's he that's got an ear to hear. I know a revelation to hear what the Spirit has to say into the church. But also to have an ear to hear what the Word of God has to say. It's going to mean something. With the world that we're living and The technology that we got. And the ability to Google and do all these other things now. <laughs> this, this, this right here. You thought it was bad enough a man with just 50 or 60 up to 100 different denominations. And theories and ideas and things of that nature. Well that's multiplying daily now. Man, across the internet and technology and things of that nature. And so to know, to have an ear. Brother Ford mentioned it already this morning. One of the most important things that you and I can have prior and after coming and continuing on is to have a sincere heart. Have an honest heart. Amen. God, I want to know you. In fact, our lessons going to wind up on this. To know him. To know God. To know him for ourselves, to experience him. That's what this Holy Ghost is all about. It's called a heavenly treasure in earthen vessels. Paul's writings lets us understand, helps us to understand, know ye not that ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so, as we, we watch this unfold here today. Truth about God, Jesus calls disciples to follow him. Jesus calls disciples to follow Him. <laughs> you know, to follow somebody... I'm not against this, so don't take this wrong. All right. But if somebody wants you to come do something or go something or something of this nature. And again... <laughs> You know you hear somebody you don't know them, you know anything about it, and they maybe want you to take them somewhere or go see them or something. Uh, and I'm not asking for a show of hands here, but how many check them out? How many looks it up and say, mm, "I don't like, I better." Or if they promise you something, you start to, well, let me see what you got. Let's see what you got to offer. Let's see where they live. Let's see what kind of automobiles they're driving. A lot of times churches, the buildings, are even a man judged by the building itself. The premises that you drive upon. And sometimes you can drive upon certain premises and you think, man, they got something going on here. They got something happening, something taking place. But that may not always be true. And that's the same way, because you got to, you listen to me now. Jesus Christ was just a carpenter's son. Jesus Christ, as far as the fleshly or the carnal eyes and materialistic things for Peter and Matthew and Mark and Luke and John and all the other disciples to observe him, to be willing to follow him, he couldn't show them not one single deed of one piece of property. In fact, when one made mention about following him, being his disciples, he told them, hey, birds have nests, foxes have holes. He said, the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. When's the last time you looked at one of your babies and they was maybe had their eye on somebody and you may have told them, well, they don't have a whole lot to offer the way it looks to me. Well, this ain't. This is part of the lesson. It is part of the lesson. Because to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, as they begin to follow Him, they begin to watch a power and authority flow out of this man like no other man. They begin to follow this man in his footsteps as they took to heart the call that was placed upon them to become disciples and followers of Jesus Christ. Still amazes me sometimes... Even now, that, and I try to warn people, when they first start coming to God, man, the battle that's fixing to take place and the struggle. Because our world, our nation has been fed a, 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 a doctrine, you might say, when you come to God, man, everything's going to get perfect and everything's going to be fine and you, you know, never, you're you never going to ever have any problems or difficulties. And, but actually, it's quite the opposite in the Word of God. When you decide to become a disciple, you become a soldier in the spiritual realm and in the warfare of God. And there's a warfare that goes on inside of each and every one of us on a daily basis in this old earthen vessel. And then you got the world to contend with and the spiritual world to contend with and it's Lucifer himself. But the Bible promised us that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. But' it's, we, we have look at this lesson and watch this thing unfold here today, because I'm going to tell you something. It's the full intent of God from the day of Pentecost. For this thing to multiply and increase, for those numbers, Amen. It's just, it's just what ought to be happening. We ought to see people filled with the Holy Ghost, not just in the house of God, but out on street corners and marketplaces, driving down the road. The Holy Ghost can fall on us and move in among us with honest and sincere people. And that's one of the things. If you look back at the eunuch, Amen, that been in Jerusalem, Amen, and Philip had been sent to him, and he said, "What hinders me to be baptized?" He. Ought already repented. He would read about Jesus Christ. And now Philip there was giving him instruction to God. How can I? Unless a man show me. He's showing humbleness and meekness and willingness. I'm willing to be led. Because you can't be and I can't be saved without a preacher. Amen. I mean the angels can't save you. All they can do. Amen. Is to direct you to their assignment. Peter. Amen. There's a man when he gets here. He'll tell you what you ought to do. Amen. If you're going to know this God. If you're going to experience him. There's some things that you ought to do amen and there's commandments amen that you and I got to respond unto. and we didn't get last week's lesson but it dealt with obedience 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 amen goes a long ways again I mean it's noticed in our nation uh, one of the biggest uh, spirits that we're warring against now is uh, not to be obedient Not to submit to the laws of the land. To get in everybody's face. (laughs) I know you can feel. Because that's the world we're in. That's the hour. That's the time. We've been programmed. We've been positioned. And how often have we been programmed and positioned by the devil himself. Being blinded by the God of this world. Of what he was really working behind the scenes and setting up. But the God that we serve today, a man, he knows how to also in this setting up that the enemy's doing to bring one of the greatest revivals and powers of God upon this place. We're going to bring a few scriptures out today. I studied this week and there's a, uh, and I'll just say it. How many, how many have heard of seizures? People having seizures more than I've ever in my life. Young people, middle aged, whatever, having seizures. The premier Bible study. Bible says, Amen. <laughs> he said that's what the lunatic was having. Let me ask you this. I mean you believe that we're having more mental problems today than we've ever had. How I many struggle with their own minds? Make sure that God. Reading the Bible calls it a helmet of salvation. The hope of salvation calls it a helmet. Another place it says gird up your mind. That means prepare it. Man, We need to pray on a daily basis. God I pray for a sound mind. I pray for a healthy mind. Amen. God would help us man because if you never get into your mind if you never get a hold of your mind you'd be shocked just how far the devil would drive you push you and what you, you might believe truth for my life I will be what a disciple of Jesus I want to be a disciple for Jesus how about you they talk about all the followers and things of this nature especially with and I don't know anything about it be honest with you I wouldn't know how to follow people on that computer. I'll be honest with you. I don't know how they do that. As far as keeping up with those numbers. And, and uh, you know. They, this one's got. They say a million followers. And this one's got two million followers. And, and all this other stuff. And I will tell you this. As you watch this in this lesson this morning. People ought to be attracted to us. They ought to be drawn into us. I'm talking about the lunatics. I'm talking about them. It's so messed up. They don't know up or down. <laughs> Have you ever wondered sometimes look around. How well, do I, I, I always rub shoulders with this, these type of people? What, what? It's because they, they need what you got. They're being drawn because they were drawn to Jesus Christ by the multitudes. And we're going to notice it even in our lesson today that this crowd that they had pursued oppressed him to a point, to a place. When you go to Luke the fifth chapter, it begins to talk about this. Of our Lord, our Savior. They didn't have big synagogues. Of course, he would not really welcomed Adam. them. But he didn't let that stop him. Now, he visited the synagogues, and he made it a custom on the Sabbath days. But he didn't let that just be the end of church. We're living in a world today. All they want, a little bit on Sunday morning, that'll do me. I'm good for the rest of the week. Amen. But we really need to turn that thing around. If you get back in the Old Testament, they had church every day. Every time they opened that tent door there, they faced the tabernacle. All 12 tribes... A man was governed and directed by the tabernacle and by the pillar, a man, and by the fire of God on a daily basis, seven days a week. I couldn't think of a better one to speak into our lives and guide us. How about you? A man to order our footsteps and speak unto us and help us along the way. He's always nudging us. He's always moving and helping us. And, 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 and I'll tell you, just like Brother Sanford mentioned about his family the other night. That's what God's doing. Amen. He wants us to be sensitive to that and for us to respond to that. Amen. We don't make, we don't make ministries out of that. And we don't make gods out of that. And we don't make ourselves in gods. Amen. In those areas. There's still callings and gifts. Amen. That come from above. We didn't earn them. We didn't deserve them. God blessed us with them. Amen. And so that's how they use. All of it's about glorifying the Father. Amen. So God's always moving and, and operating. That's disciples as we walk in His footsteps and the example of Jesus Christ. So as we go and look at Luke five, five and one, man, our scripture lessons this morning. I know that the, the part come out of Matthew sixteen. We'll we'll go to that, but the lesson text, amen, come out of Luke five one through eleven. And we've heard this often, but let's just look into it a little bit. Let's just see. What happened on the regular days of the Lord and the disciples, and this is even prior, Amen. He's this is where the area where he's calling them and, and calling them to be a follower of his. And but when he picks up and he said, "It came to pass that as people pressed upon him," that became a pretty common uh, practice with our Lord Jesus because of the miracles and because of. And, and you know what? You can't blame them. They would bring their children. They would bring the lame. They would bring the leopards. Uh, different ones with all different types of maladies that they had. Man, they would bring them to Jesus because nobody had ever been able to touch them. Nobody had ever been able to minister unto them. No man had ever spake like this man. With such authority and power, but yet uh, with such compassion and love and gentleness he wasn't a dictator he didn't rule and reign in that form and manner he didn't amen he he didn't attack the people Amen. even times when he could have and maybe should have in some senses when they attacked him but he never he never picked up those tactics man he knew who he was as he walked and began to to bring forth and see what's going to happen and so here we're seeing that he's being pressed by the people To the point, amen, to, now watch this. I want to bring a few things out about this. And the people pressed upon him to what? To hear the word of God. They pressed upon him. Man, you know, it means something to come into this house, amen, with a hunger and a thirst. I want to hear the word of God. I'm going to come in here, amen. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm not going to cause distractions. I'm not going to do that. No, we're going to sit down and hear the word of God. I want to hear it. Not, Not just with ease. I want to hear it. Man, I want to understand it. I want it written on the tables of my heart. I want the revelation of it. I want the love of it. Because the word of God himself has taught us. Without a love for the word of God. We can't be saved. You won't be saved unless you got a love for the Word of God, a love for the ways of God. We've been on this probably, what, about six, eight months now, maybe a little longer. Here in recent, last year, loving the commandments, loving the statues, loving the principles of God, loving righteousness and holiness and godliness. Amen. Everything about this life is the best, most greatest life. You and I, it's the most peaceful life, amen, that anybody can live. There's not a better life. And this is what needs to radiate out of us. This is what needs to flow as conduits or or disciples and followers of Jesus Christ. And when you go and I go out on the highways and the byways. This is what flows out of us. Man, it was such a joy. And such a peace and a gladness of who we are. What God's called us and blessed us to be. Man, because why? This is what attracts people. Hmm. I I, I know you... Anybody ever been around somebody just grumbles and gripes all the time? Just bellyache about this, bellyache about that. My goodness, this ain't good. That ain't good. This we're not no good. Blah, 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 blah. You know, if it's raining, they complain about that. The sun up, they complain about that. It's snowing, they complain about that. If it's 70 degrees, they complain about that. it's 32, they complain about that. If it's 110, they complain about that. Huh. Hey, folks, we're, we're still upon. You know, we haven't made heaven. He's gone to prepare a place. And that's the place where you don't have to worry about none of that. Okay, you're going to have a glorified body. There won't be no pains and no sorrows. And no, but until then, <laughs> we got to cope with this world. we got to cope with this 110 and 105 degree weather. <laughs> Amen. It's working on us. Boy, yeah, praise God. Thank God for air conditioners. They're probably killing us, but thank God for them. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. I wouldn't want to be in here this morning without it. Amen. And, but and then all the other things that goes on. So we, we, and we're not exempt. I want you, you listen to me a little bit this morning. We're not exempt from this. I, I, I talked to somebody just this week and actually just text them and, and, and a situation and, and dealing with it. And, and I told them we're not exempt from this. I mean, if, if we was, this is the very argument that Job, amen, that the devil had with Job. He was telling God that the only reason, amen, Job loves you is because you've got this hedge around him. And you're protecting him. And everything he does, you're blessing it. And it's just multiplying. And, but if you let take all that down, I'll have him cursing you. But it didn't work, did it? And so that's the same way with you and I. We're not exempt, amen. Anybody ever had a flat tire? Well, two or three of us. (laughs) No, we've all probably had flat tires now. God's blessed me. I I try to watch that. That's something I don't like. Amen. I don't want to have a flat tire. Amen. But it happens sometimes. Amen. You can run over something, have a brand new tire, run over it and bust it. I mean, sometimes it just happens, okay? But you know what? That doesn't mean that we're some big sinners. Unless... Now if we get out of the car and kick it and go cussing, a rat and a raven, well, <laughs> something else may have showed up. <laughs> so, oh, look at here. But anyway, no, we still, we, we have to deal with that. And, and, you know, all things work together. You know what, you know, the best way to handle that sometimes, it really depends on why you got a flat tire. Now, if you got a 60,000 mile tire on your vehicle and you got 120,000 miles on it and you get a flat tire, just thank God for that extra 60,000 miles you got off of it and say, well, I'm going to deal with this now. Okay? So we've got to keep things in perspective. We've got to keep things, you know, at least reasonable. All right? Uh, and so, the same way as you watch this, they're going to press him. Why? Because they they desiring to cure the Word of God. You've you got to realize what's taking place. And so I want to look at a few scriptures, Acts 13 and 44. Man, because this simply doesn't really go away, but it just increases. Amen. To hear the Word of God. how many of you enjoy, and especially those that... How many of you listen to preaching You're about every day of the week now? Ain't too many days go by that we don't hear some form of preaching. Through, through their phones and through one means or another. And that's a blessing that helps us. And, and so, but watch this. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together. To hear the word of God. It was a power of the word of God. That it went out the previous Sabbath. Amen. This is in the book of Acts now. Amen. And it impacted the marketplace. And the community. And all that was around. That the next Sabbath. Amen. You about the whole. Almost the whole city. There was one or two that didn't show up. They wouldn't let them out of jail. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know. But they didn't show up. They may have had a good reason they didn't get to show up. Amen. But the whole city, amen, together. To hear what? To hear the Word of God. I thank God for music. I thank God for singing. And thank God our songs and everything involves the Word of God. But I'm going to tell you something. Nothing ever takes the place of the Word of God. We're begotten by the Word of God. You know why we got such a mess in a religious world? Amen. Because they're not having an ear for the Word. Amen. They're allowing other ideals and opinions. And even to the point and place, amen, to, to, to twist and distort the Word of God. And have their own ideas and own Beliefs and, and opinions about the word of God. But Peter says no man has a private interpretation. That's the reason you and I need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. To guide and to lead us. Amen to the true revelations of what's written in this book. It's a God's book not a man's book. It wasn't just any man that wrote it. Peter said there was holy men as they was moved or breathed or inspired by God. Amen. So it, it's, the book is not a, a man's idea. It's a God's idea. But this is what's going to get us there. Guess what? This is what you and I are going to face. It's going to pay us to know what's in it. It's going to pay us to have it written on the tables of heart. It's going to pay off a man to have a love for it have a passion, amen, to, to obey it, to follow it. And so they had a desire and a passion as you looked at that to go to Genesis 49 and 10, amen. And again it's all about gathering. It's all about coming together. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, amen. And this is time of Jacob, amen, talking about the blessings upon his sons. And, and Judah was the son that he's talking about here. Not a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come and unto him shall the gathering of the people, amen, be He's talking about the Messiah. Messiah is going to come out of the tribe of Judah. And so that's where the gathering, this one called Jesus Christ. I mean, we didn't gather for no other reason here this morning. We gather amen because we want to gather in the presence of Jesus. We want to gather amen in the power and the operation of the Holy Ghost. I promise you, I don't impress you. And, and you know, we don't impress one well enough. That we just want to gather here every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and all the other times that we gather. No, we want Jesus in the midst. We want Jesus because, you know, what? two or three gathering here. he said I'll be in the midst and it doesn't matter how horrible your church is go to Revelation amen Jesus Christ is willing to be in the midst of the church and if we'll hear amen the word of God and what the spirit is saying unto us you know what we can repent and get right because that's what this is all about judgment starts at the house of God I told somebody yesterday I believe it was the last day or two conviction is one of the best friends that you and I've got we may not like the feeling of it. We may not, we know, we don't care for that. But I'm telling you what, without conviction, we're gonna wind up lost. We need some old-fashioned conviction to touch America. Amen. To wake us, to stir us, to open our eyes. Because without conviction, I cannot become a disciple of Jesus Christ. I gotta first be convicted. Amen. I gotta be touched, and we'll talk about that a little bit as as we move on from this. You can go to Isaiah 11 to 10. Again, you're going to see there. because, And and the point I'm trying to drive home here. And I know all these scriptures weren't in your lesson. But the the multitude, the press, the, the attraction, the drawing to Jesus Christ. The pulling there. And that ought not change a man in the church today. They ought to be something glowing out of this place and flowing out of this place and flowing out of our lives, amen, that impacts others, amen, that they want to be around us. Now, if they're of evil and unbelief and, 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 and especially if convictions, you know, I'm going to tell you something. You can't walk in truth without it causing conviction to others. I've been there. I'm talking about on being on the convicted part. I'm talking about on the side of being convicted. I gotta do better, Amen. I, I sense something, feel something, realize, Amen. Hey, I gotta do better, man. And it's all it's working together to be what the disciples of Jesus Christ, Amen. And, and so, as He moves on, okay, let's. Uh, so we see where this unfolds and what happens here. Isaiah 11, 10. Let me go to it. And that day there shall be what? A root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. And it shall be the Gentiles seek. Amen. To it shall the Gentiles seek. That's what we ought to seek is Jesus Christ. This idea and opinion and the spirit is trying to grab this nation by the neck. Amen. Trying to run Christians down. Amen. Of all denominations. And trying to say there's no, no bunch of hogwash to we better make a stand against that amen this is what we ought to do as Gentiles we ought to have a desire to come running to Jesus we ought to have a desire amen to be in his presence we ought to have a desire and a passion amen God I want to be in your pride I want to know you I want to be drawn unto you because it was prophesied hundreds of years prior before it ever took place but so now we really begin to see why multitudes was strong to Jesus Christ from all walks of life. And put through to the point when you go back to Luke, the fifth chapter, you're gonna see there, amen. And, and so Jesus, amen, the Lord of God, he stood by the lake of Janet Rib and, and saw two ships standing by the lake, and but the fishermen were going out of them and they were washing their nets. And, amen. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's. And, and prayed him that he would, what, thrush out a little from the land. They had done put pressure on Jesus now. Crowd pushing in on him. He's kind of backed up to the water. Amen. But there's Peter's ship right out there. And, and if you do a study on it, it's not maybe what you might know. It's not a DDG. It's not an LHD. It's not nothing like that. It's a fishing boat. Amen. And, and so he steps out and he steps into that boat. And then he meets he says, Peter. Come on, let's get, get a little further. i got to get a, a boundary between us. I got to get some room. You know, when you're praying for people, you know, you don't want them to walk right up here. It's kind of hard to pray for them. You know, and especially when you kind of backed up, to, you know, when you can't back up no more. And you're standing here and you as far as you can get and, and they're right here. It's kind of hard to pray for them. It's kind of hard to. You no, know, give us a little room and And so that's what Jesus, give me a little room. That's bad, Sister Ford. I just dropped something in. I'm just pastoring here now, just helping us out. Okay, so give us a little room here. Amen. Especially the ladies. You know, I mean, come on. That makes it tough here. So, you know, sometimes you may see me do this. There's a reason. Amen. Let's give them some room. If they don't give me none, I give them some. Amen. So, I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm just saying it just works better. Amen. If you you got got to have a little room, back up a little bit. And and, I I won't spit on you as bad if you'll back up a little bit. <laughs> Hallelujah. How about that one? Praise God. Now, we don't want to do that. But, um, you know, if you're too close, it may happen. But uh, hopefully it won't. Uh, but anyway, he had to get some room, man, to, to, to minister and to, to speak to them. And he did. Amen. He, he spoke to them. Amen. And he entered to the ship with Simon's and he pulled off a little bit and he talked Notice again what happens here, what's taking place. He talked Amen. He taught Amen. The people that was there giving him instructions and guidance. And, and we don't know what all he said. The writer, Luke, doesn't go into all of that. Amen. But out of the ship, amen. He sat down and he taught them. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. Now, what's, what's what happens here? Amen. After Jesus had taught the word of God and expounded unto the He didn't dismiss them. He didn't tell them to leave. He just turns to Peter now. Cast out. I don't believe they ever got out of sight. Because now Jesus Christ was going to back up just what he had been instructing them. Telling them. That's one of the most powerful things that you and I can do as disciples of Jesus Christ is to back up what we say and showing the love of God and letting God use us. God's not interested in Christians just being Christians on Sunday morning. If you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, we're a disciple of Jesus Christ on a Monday or even on a bad Monday. (laughs) because that's one thing just cause so much chaos in a world today (laughs) and so he begins to demonstrate unto them what he is able to do and manifesting himself unto them I got a lot of scriptures and no time to do them all but I'm going to try my best amen to work with it and so Simon answered and said unto him Watch what he says. What's he called him? Master, teacher. Hmm. (laughs) He didn't call him captain. Now watch this. Jesus Christ was the son of a carpenter, not a fisherman. Peter could have in his own mind and said, "Just who does he think he is?" I mean, if anybody knows anything about fishing, man, me and James and John Andrew, man, we've been doing this for a, a long time. We've we got a pretty good business. If you do any study on this, most of them says that these are pr- pretty large business that's going on, and their dad's is working. It's not just a little, you know, it's, it's supporting the families and, and things, and they've got servants that's involved in it. If you go look at some of the other callings, and, and, but, but Peter, he, he, he doesn't do any of that. Watch what he says. Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word. I'm going to respond. I'm going to act. I'm going to step. I'm going to take action. I don't feel a thing. I don't see no fish jumping out of the waters back there. A disciple takes God at his word because God didn't have any problem writing it down and to back up what he's wrote down. You ever been talking to somebody and they tell you something? Do you mind to put this on paper (laughs) and signing it? You said you're going to do what? Okay, let's. (laughs) You write me that $500,000 check, we're going to get that wrote down. In. <laughs> Praise God. I can write one. If you just don't try to deposit, it'll be all right. But you know what? God can back up what He's written down. That's the reason the lunatic, <laughs> when nobody else responded, when nobody else saw Jesus Christ, this guy that was apparently a man having seizure after seizure. Come running. There's a lot more to that. I don't have time. We won't go into all that. So, so as you move through this. Master, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Now watch this. I mentioned this a little while back. Jesus told him to let down what? Nets. Plural. Peter said, I'm going to let down the net. Now, why was that? They was out of the boats washing the net. How many of you love to wash your vehicle and then go mud riding? Amen. I wash your vehicle and it rains. And one thing I know, you know. Man, I worked all that hard time. and You got it all cleaned out and you don't let nobody ride with you for a while. (laughs) Amen. And so here they are, washing the nets. Good chance. By the time Jesus got through instructing, talking, they was through washing the nets. And so Peter, man, as he goes out, he drops, and and watch this. Maybe just Peter. He had his net, but he was faithful to drop his net. But Jesus had done told him to drop the nets. He's working on James and John and Andrew and the rest of them. Now they are just observing like everybody else for a while. It's kind of like sometime the move of the Holy Ghost, and all of a sudden somebody breaks out, and then all of a sudden. Huh, and so that's what was unfolding here. I'm taking you at your word. And when he dropped that net, hey amen. Peter realized he had a he had a hold of something. That if he could have got it in the boat with him, it would have sunk. And so he begins to call for his brothers, his partners to come. And they dropped the nets. And they done all of this off of nothing but the word of Jesus Christ. Even though we had toiled all night. That's the reason sometimes when you walk into services. And you may think, man, I've done this time and time and time again. But then all of a sudden something clicks and you just take the man of God as the word of God. Amen. And you said, you know what? I'm going to step out on the word of God. That's not just man's words. That's God's word. And when you step out on it as God's word, it changes the ballgame. You can start immediately expecting something to transpire and start to take place. Amen. And at that moment, at that time, I, I believe that. I believe the attitude. I believe the response. Amen. Because i request requested it. And I believe it, God. And I believe there's going to be a change. If not, then it's not your will. And you know what? God that, that's alright too because you know what's best you work this thing out so when you go to Acts 1 and Luke's writings and he goes to Acts 1 and the first verse in Acts 1 listen to what he says the former trustees that are made O Theophilus of all that Jesus began both to do and teach actions conducts, folks that's a reason we ought to expect miracles to take place we ought to expect that Matthew Pierce is going to survive Amen. Amen. Not just by a doctor. And I'm not down on them. Thank God for them. They're gifted men. I told them yesterday. And God's blessed them. And thank God for them. Amen. But you know what? He's buying time. He's looking for some help. He says, we've got to have some help from some other place. If this boy's going to survive and get through that, there's going to be a higher power's going to step in. There's going to be a giver. Amen. And when I told him, after he walked out, I said, said amen you hear what he just said I said that's going to make all the difference in this ball game amen whether or not God's going to do it because he just helped open up a door we got faith but now he's calling on it and I'm telling you what two or three agree on the earth is touching what the, you can get it so as you watch this amen and, and I bypass a lot of scriptures Uh, Let's go back. Go back to the eighth verse. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' feet. We saw what was done. Said, "Depart from me, for what I am a sinful man, O Lord." The writer lesson carries us to Isaiah the sixth chapter, talking about Isaiah. A something about being in the presence of God. (laughs) Can I say this? The church, the place of worship. The place where you and I or anybody is drawn together to worship the Lord. And the word of God comes forth. And if I just see myself, if I was an unclean person, walked into that place, and something doesn't affect me, move me, then the church is not what it ought to be. Shame on the church whenever it gets to a place. That when it gets to a, a gathering and a service. That if, if rank sinners and unbelievers walk in. That something doesn't smoke their hearts and minds and come to realization. Just like you with Isaiah. Just like with Peter. I'm an unclean man. But at acknowledging that was the beginning of a transformation to take place both in Peter's life and Isaiah. I'm telling you, the church, amen. don't need to back off of doctrines. Amen. In teaching, it's in this book of separation. Because when we walk, an un- 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 ungodly or a sinner, or somebody walks in the house of God, they got to know, hey, there is a difference. There's got to be something that smotes us. Hey, I'm an unclean individual. I need some help. Amen. And to, I tell you the trick of the enemy is trying to make all the churches believe just alike. Trying to make all the churches look just alike. Trying to make all... But that's impossible. Amen, unless you're by... There's only one church. There's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Amen. There's only one church, one tabernacle. Amen. I, I'm telling you, it's there. Amen. And so you know what? All the difference. Amen. Something's lacking somewhere. Could that be the reason the conviction itself has lifted off of this nation? Conviction starts at the house of God, not in barrooms. The only reason it starts in barrooms. Is-
1: it's because when they get
0: under the influence of alcohol, they start remembering Sunday school days. They want to sing some of them old songs. But it started to of God, not in the barroom. That's the reason your world works against the church. That's the reason the world works work against you and I as believers and followers of G- Jesus Christ. Because whatever situation and he walked into, even in the synagogue, Come on, I'm helping us. <laughs> Even in the synagogue. God. Folks had been sitting in that synagogue service after service. Nobody, railed, nobody had riled him up. I'm talking about the unclean spirit. Nobody caused it to move. Nobody caused it to stir. Until one stepped in, amen, that was sanctified and cleaned. And now all of a sudden, amen, the unclean spirit had to cry out. Amen. I'm telling you, there's something about, amen, being clean and right with God. And walking with God on a daily basis. Hallelujah. It'll cause things to rear up its head that nothing else will. And when revival really begins and takes place, this is exactly what's going to happen. And there's going to be old spirits that's going to rear up their heads that's been laying dormant. Amen. And hindering and preventing the will of God, the power of God. But by the help of God and the help of the Holy Ghost, we're going to deal with it because the doctrine always causes it to surface. The teaching, the instructions, when you preach and teach and live this book, honey, I tell you, people just can't stay the dormant and unmoved and unchanged. That's what this is all about. Being changed, changed as God helps us, as God moves and so that's when you look at this, that's, that's what it's talking about when, when Peter realized who he was when it it, it don't, not I mean that's where really it carries you now to Matthew the 16th chapter and the 16th verse and the revelation when they, Jesus Christ began to question his disciples who do men say that I am <laughs> Some, Jeremiah, Elijah, the prophets. But finally, the real question is, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He goes on the next verse, and he tells them, Amen. I'm sorry. That's okay. Never mind. He goes on. He, hey, Peter, flesh and blood didn't reveal this. But this is from our Father. Folks, it's a revelation. amen. To understand who Jesus Christ is as our high priest that's interceding as the bishop of our soul, as the Lamb of God. It's through the blood of Christ. That's the reason you can preach no other. Amen. I'm talking about the Hindus and say what they want to. The Muslims can say what they want to. But I'm telling you, if you want our salvation, there's only one door to salvation. If you want healing there's only one name to call on if you want cleansing there's only one name to call on and that name is jesus the scriptures have taught us in all power in heaven and earth it's been given to this name and it's the name that has authority and the power that's the reason peter stood on the day of pentecost except he repent and be baptized in jesus name for the remission of your sins amen and shall be washed away amen and receive the baptism of the holy ghost amen when they ask the question what must we do to be saved i want to be saved about you I want to be saved. I want to be a disciple of Jesus. I want, to, I want to walk where he wants us to walk and be who he wants us to be. Walking in the beauty of his love and powers and grace and mercy. <laughs> Praise God. I haven't even... Uh, uh, the lesson itself. Hey, there's some good writings. If, uh, if you hadn't read the lesson, take the book home and read it. Man, there, there's some things he brought out in this lesson. Worded some things. I underlined them. I was going to try to address some of them. But uh, I just, you know, it's kind of hard to do all that. Okay. okay I'm sorry, but uh, I can't, uh, you know. Anyway, let's go to the last one, though, but in closing here this morning. Amen. And the, the latter part of this one was the part, amen, of First John 4 and 7. First John 4 and 7. It deals with the love of God. This has been on my heart for some time, and sooner or later, Wednesday nights, when the doctrines I mentioned to you several weeks ago that this is one of the doctrines we're going to come back and address, and it's the love of God. There is no greater love. Our first song that we sung this morning really amen, explained that. Amen. Uh, the love of God, the love for us to save a wretch, because that's all I was, and that's all I would be. If it wasn't for his mercy and grace and compassion. You hear me? I'd be out there just as much, messed up as anybody else if it wasn't for the goodness of God. He's one that keeps us, he's one that protects us. Amen. Now, you and I, as last week, lesson talked about it. Amen. We've got to be obedient, you know. <laughs> I don't live this life, amen, to be saved. I live this way because I am saved. If you're just living this way and you dress this way, amen, to be saved. You better go back and get a good examination of the heart and the mind and the inward parts. Because in that viewpoint, it's nothing but rules and regulations. And not a way of life and a way of love. And there is a vast difference between the two. I'm gonna give an example. I don't mean to be too whatever whatever to this. You know the difference between the two? That's like a marriage trying to survive off of lust, and another marriage, a man that's truly in love. Lust and love have the same symptoms and likeness. But trying and storm times makes the difference between lust. And love. That's the reason as disciples of Jesus Christ. You're going to be persecuted. You're going to face storms. You're going to face the devil. You're going, to have some, you're going to have some valleys to walk through. You're going to have some mountains to climb. But it's the love of God. That gives us the strength. and The determination. Even at times as Paul puts it. When I've done all I can do. I'm just going to stand and wait on God. Amen to help me, to guide me. But I'm not backing up. I'm not going back to beggar elements. I'm not going back. Amen. To ungodly. No. I'm, I'm in this thing until the end of the journey. I'm going to persevere unto the end. He that endures unto the end is the same that's going to be saved. <laughs> it's going to be able to hear him. So in John First John, I'm sorry, first John four and seven. Beloved, let us love one another. First two commandments, you get down to it. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind to shrink, and thy, thy neighbor as thyself. Everything else hinges off of that. Why do you think the devil and the world is trying to get one another against one another? Over some things it's just really it's silly. It, it don't it don't mean nothing. With the love of God. Listen to how John puts it here. For love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God. If you're born of God, you're going to love. You're going to watch what you say. You're going to watch how you handle yourself. You're going to watch how you handle other people, total strangers, families, whatever. He that loveth not, knoweth not God. For God is love. Now watch this. We're we're told in Daniel's about, and I didn't give you some word. In Daniel, it's taught us, he that knoweth his God shall do exploits. To know God. To be a disciple of Jesus Christ. To be a follower of Jesus Christ. To take to heart and put it into our minds and spirits on a daily basis. It's not just a Sunday morning and a Sunday night and a Wednesday night deal. It's not when I'm just around certain people. No, it's even when I'm all by myself. Especially when you get certain machines in front of you. Of what I'm going to expose myself to. What I'm going to give myself to. What am I going to focus on the most. And we're living in a day, and, and please understand what I'm fixing to say here. I'm all for healthy living. If you want to exercise and live healthy and eat right and do things, just have a healthy body, good, great. Give you strength and energy to preach. Give you strength and energy to sing. Give you strength and energy to work in these altars. Amen. It'll pay off. But if you're doing it, amen, to be, you catch the wrong attention to, for the wrong purpose. You just made this vessel right here God instead of being the temple of God. And that's where we get in error. And that's where we get in trouble. I promise you. Now this is my personal opinion, okay? Number one, I do not believe Jesus Christ looks like anything like the picture they got painted the Bible's taught us it was a shame for man to have long hair. Okay? That's the first thing. I heard somebody here just the other day talking about some lady. Said, man, I met Jesus. and met some guy who looked just like Jesus. So you can imagine what he looked like. You got an idea. Huh. But it would, if you go back to Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, you're going to see that he didn't have an appearance to attract us to draw us to, to be followers of his. I, I don't believe he come out of there, you know, and, and no offense again to nobody, okay? I'm not... But I don't believe he had, you know, kind of like Samson, I don't believe he had all these muscles stacked on top of one another. I don't think he had, you know, he's six foot four. Man, handsome, wouldn't even invent it until he showed up. Huh. I mean, he walks through, he turns everybody. there is a kingdom and there is a power and there is a love that can flow through every earthen vessel in this house through Jesus Christ and the baptism of the Holy Ghost that when you walk into situations and come into places it's not about you it's about the kingdom it's about glorifying our heavenly father it's about being a disciple of Jesus Christ. It's about soul winning. That's what it's about. Every single day out on the journey of life, it's about soul winning. Because you don't know, amen, do a little watering here, somebody else does a little planting, and we're all working for the kingdom of God. And that's what this is all about, being disciples of Jesus Christ, showing the love of God this this way. Watch this. And this was manifested the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. Sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. John 4, 24. No, God is a spirit. God is a spirit. You can't see God. The only God you're not going to see is Jesus Christ. I didn't use all the scriptures, but I took it back to another. Jesus Christ is our example to follow after, to study. He is the prime example. Watch this. Amen. And, and thank God for elders. Thank God for examples in the church. But I'm going to tell you something. We shouldn't get eyes on the individual. If they backslide, it causes us to backslide. No, your greatest example, the chief cornerstone. Amen. To be a disciple is to be a disciple of who? Of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Amen. Because if, what, what if Peter and all the rest of them followed Judas? What if they followed after him? And you can stand. I, I'm through. I know, man, my time. But can I say this? And I know I've said this. But Jesus Christ handled Judas in such a way. Even though he knew that he was going to betray him. Nowhere alone them three and a half years. Any of the other disciples picked up on it. At any moment and at any time. There was never an action or a word or a deed done by Jesus. That would let them know Judas was the man. In fact, when it came up at the supper, they asked, is it I? Is it I? I'm talking about a love that covers a multitude of sin. I'm talking about a love that flows, that, that operates, that penetrates, that makes a way that nothing else will. That love for God and for the things of God. To be a disciple of Jesus, it's going to mean something. Amen. It's going to mean something. Amen. To hear him say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. I want the love of the Father to flow through. How about you? Let's take a moment. Let's just ask God to touch and move upon our hearts here this morning, our minds. The the power of God's been in this service. The love of God's been in this house. God's doing some great things through this this congregation, members of this congregation. God's showing us what he can do. and I believe it's going to even get greater. As we humble and yield, but I'm saying all this as disciples of Jesus Christ. Don't think the fiery darts are not going to come. Don't think the struggles and heartaches and Amen's not going. They're coming, and you and I got to be prepared, Amen, to handle them, just like God would want us to do it, as His soldiers and called out people, separated people, Amen. Have a love for God. Let's pray, Lord, we love you. Appreciate you today. So thankful for your love, your grace, your mercy. So thankful for this great congregation gathering of your people here today. We gather to in no other name but in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. We ask for the power of your word, the power of your spirit to rest upon each heart, each soul, each life in this house this morning. We ask you to go with us, to lead us, to guide us, to direct us. We give you honor. We give you glory and praise for the mighty things that you've done in this service and the mighty things you've done and the heart and the souls and the minds of those that came to be a part of this service we give all the glory and all the praise and honor to you as our lord as our redeemer as our savior we give you the thanks for it in that wonderful name of our lord jesus christ we pray we love you this morning appreciate you hopefully something's been said to encourage you today to be a disciple of jesus christ be a father of his. Please remember the Pierce family. Let's keep them in our prayers. And God would be with them and keep them in this hour. Amen. Brother Brennan Fergus will be preaching for us tonight. Come back tonight, 6 o'clock service time, 5.30 prayer time, 4.30 practice time for the ladies or for the prior for praise singers. Love you today. God bless you. See you tonight.